for me, it was like a grieving process for the expectations that I had for him. Mm. And I think that's pretty normal. And or, or at least it is for me to have sort of some, some expectations or some thoughts for the future for your children when they're born. And this, and when I heard he had Down syndrome, it just completely flew it through everything upside down. That's Alan. And that's this week's dad. Hi, I'm Josh. This is my song. Stay tuned. This is Life with Jimmy and Moore, the podcast. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in today. Every two weeks, I talk to dads with children who need a little bit more help, whether it be special needs, disabilities, rare disease, or extra needs. Some dads can feel very alone in this journey, like I did for 11 years. Putting this podcast together and getting it out there to those I hope who need it has only been possible with the support of Junko, my amazing and supportive rock star wife, Joshua, who made the beautiful music for the show on his iPad. And of course, Jamie. If it wasn't for Jamie, this would not even be here. And you would probably probably listening to something else, another podcast. So... Thank you, Jamie, for doing this. And thank you for allowing me to help myself, which allows me to help others. Alan, uh, welcome to the podcast. And thank you for joining me uh, this evening. And uh, it's morning where you are. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah. um, You are a familiar face to a lot of people, actually. Um, on Twitter and uh, not Twitter, sorry, on uh, Instagram and uh, on the um, TikTok and all. I don't use TikTok, but um, you, you, you're a, the uh, you are the man from that dad blog. My dad blog, yes. <laughs> the, it's an opportunity of having a, a a voice to share with the world about having a big family and having a son with Down syndrome, and yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah. How big, how big is the fa- your family now? <laughs> now, right now, currently it is, we have, I have six kids. So my oldest is 21 and my youngest is seven. And I, I say now, as far as yeah. our family size, <laughs> um, we're actually in the middle of adopting um, a 13 year old girl from Columbia this August. So adding another member to the, to the crew. Wow. That yeah. is something else. I tell you what, I struggle with two kids, mate. I don't know how you do it with six and then uh, yeah. wanting to throw another one in the mix with seven. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> there's no point asking you the question, like, how do you do it? Because, you, you know, that's clearly what you want to be doing. Well, you know, we're kind of at that point where, well, I should back up. My wife and I both come from big families. Um, you know, it's, it's, she, I had six brothers and, you know, I'm the middle child of six and my wife also had six siblings, um, being the youngest, um, in her family. And so 
it was kind of one of those things where we just that's how we grew up and that's how we were wired and so we kind of learned to just like you know fend for yourself you got to get you know what I mean? <laughs> and so it was interesting when we were dating it was like you know, we dated a went on a couple dates and then you know we were like oh, you like big families and like yeah i love big families like all right this could proceed you know it's <laughs> one of the requirements you know later if we ever decide to get married that definitely you know we'd want both wanted big families and and we're kind of at a, an interesting point now in our family too when you ask about um how do you do it like it's like i have older kids and younger kids and i've fortunately because of having a great wife my kids have learned to step in and help out which is which has been awesome yeah that so. that must be actually a real bonus and an advantage and everything because it's like especially of course as the kids get older you know um you know they can help out right with just even, just the, the little things or even the big things right yeah um and, and that's, that's, that's massive yeah, and it's a great, you know, learning tool for them, you know, if they decide to start a family, um, if, <laughs> if they've been in the middle of it, you know, and <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a great learning tool for them. For sure. Wow. So six going on seven. Um, and it sounds like um, well, we will come to this in a minute. You're, you've got a uh, rock star wife who, um, who you know, like, uh, like myself and uh, like a lot of dads out there, um, you know, they it's a, it's a team effort with all of this definitely so when the reason um i reached out to to you alan is um you your son uh, uh will he has he has down syndrome yes. and i i actually found I think it was probably maybe uh, over a year ago. Um, I found a video of um, someone sent me a video of uh, you guys on a beach and uh, doing um, what actually is this? This is this um, uh, dads with um, uh, who see other other dads with uh, with Down syndrome children. Can you can you tell us a bit about that? Actually, um, uh, yeah. No, it's it's. Uh... Kind of something that happened just randomly um, when I was going out to meet a, a fellow dad who has a son with Down syndrome uh, in California, and we just were in Wal. <laughs> we're like both of us are in, in Walmart with our wives and children, and um, I'm like, I have this idea. Like, you know, it's really interesting. Whenever I, you know, we're kind of chatting about whenever I see another dad who has a child with Down syndrome. Or just like I feel like immediate connection to that person, even though I've never met them before. It's like a, a friend from high school that I haven't seen in a while, and um, he felt that same way. I was like, "Yeah, I, I totally agree." You know, it's like you just kind of see them, you kind of stalk them for a minute, and then you're like, "Hey, I have someone with Down syndrome. You have someone with Down syndrome." <laughs> and I was like, "Let's do a video about that. Let's 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 have some fun with that." And so, like I said, we we're in Walmart and we just put this video together where we just kind of made a little parody of like seeing each other and noticing that we both had kids with uh, down syndrome and being like extra chromosome and him saying that as well. And then like we did this fun parody of like running up together and giving each other a bear hug and doing a secret handshake. And, and then at the very end, we kind of grabbed hands and we're like brothers. Yeah. So 
we made that video and, you know, it was a lot of fun and posted it and it just really resonated with people that were following um, my Instagram and TikTok. And so, um, as why I start, why do you, Alan, why do you think it resonated? Like, because I, I'm a, I'm a dad, my, my, um, Jamie has Down syndrome and let's talk about that feeling that when we see a, 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 um, a child, a dad who's, um, helping out their, their son or their daughter with Down syndrome, what, what is it? that you feel when you see that dad out in the wild and you're like, yeah, what is it? Can you, can you put it into words? You know, I think it's a sense of belonging and like, you know, we, we all have different emotions that we work through when we um, are blessed with a child with Down syndrome. And so when we can find someone that we can share that common bond with and you know, feel like we're the community, the support group, I guess, can grow. For me, that's just huge because mm-hmm. then I feel like I can have someone, especially for me, if if that person that I'm meeting has an older child with Down syndrome, because the, then I can see, I can get so many, it's like getting the playbook, you know? Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. And being like, what do I need to do? How do I figure this out? And for, and then, so there's that side of it. And then if they have a younger child with Down syndrome, I just... I innately feel an obligation and an honor, I guess, to, to befriend them and be like, Hey, I've got some tips. I've got this playbook. If you want it, you know what I mean? Mm. Anytime <laughs> just call me and I can give you some things that I've learned along the way to make this because it's a beautiful life. You know, having a child with Down syndrome has a lot of, has a lot of challenges, um, but it has a lot of joys. And I feel like the joy outweighs the challenges for sure. And so, it, but it takes a village, you know, working together. And so that for me um, is, is why that's so special when I see someone like that. Let's go back a little bit. Can you, like, well, okay. When did you become a special needs dad? So my son, uh, so Will was born in October of 2013. And yeah, it was uh, pretty much a birth diagnosis for us. So we didn't know that Will had Down syndrome until he was born. And so for me, like my experience was was very unique. I didn't know anyone with Down syndrome. Um, I, I knew very, very, very little about Down syndrome. And so when, you know, the doctor told us that, that Will had Down syndrome, I was, I had some very selfish emotions come through and kind of just was focusing on the, on what I thought were some negatives that could possibly be um, related to having a child with Down syndrome and a child with special needs thinking, you know, is he going to be able to talk? Is he going to be able to walk or all those things, you know, I just unknowns. And so for me, unfortunately, I went down a, a kind of a, a darker uh, focusing on the negative. Um, my wife, on the other hand, was super positive about it. And in my rock, again, going back to my wife being just a rock star. <laughs> um, and so, and then my children as well, just when they met Will, it was like, yay, this is great. You know, we're going to work through this. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's how, how it started for our family, myself. Okay. So I think, what do you think this is like a, 
it's an it's such a pivotal point in our lives, isn't it? Like when yeah. when um, we have children come to our lives with uh, with either Down syndrome or disabilities or any, anything that is out of the range of kind of you know um, that's basically not typical. Um, and you you kind of said there that you yourself went down a bit of a kind of a a dark path path at the beginning side of it and i i wonder if you could because the reason the reason that i'm sitting here and having this conversation is you with you is because i feel that it's important that we hear about what it, what it was like for you in those times because there are mums out there who listen to a lot of 60% of mums listen to this podcast um, is it trying to kind of perhaps understand how their husbands are how their how their fathers are what they may be going through what they're kind of showing or things like that understanding that um, is important I think it's good to know because you know I I've it was it was when I found out that Jimmy had Down syndrome. Um, I was just like I don't I I didn't really know what it was, um, and had like a zero zero uh, support network with us, um, and I just remember you know being in operations, you know um, in the hospital you know it was really hard it was really tough and it was traumatic and i didn't realize how traumatic that was for 11 years um and that's why i sit here that's why i have these conversations because i don't if i can help a guy who's a couple of years in realize that you know he's maybe you know stuffing down you know some real trauma or acceptance of what's going on then if i can shed some light onto that for him and his family that'll be oh you know that's fantastic so going back to my original question what did that kind of look like for you like going you 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 kind of went down that path of like feeling sorry for you i think you maybe sorry for yourself or um yeah. Can you, can you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah. I, um, you know, as I kind of pondered about my feelings back then, um, I really, you know, was like I mentioned, focusing on the negative. I was thinking about how, you know, ultimately will having a child with special needs would affect my family. Um, and I, I think for me, it was also a matter of, and, and just this, this is being quite honest, you know, is like how our family would be perceived um, within the community and within, um, you know, just as a whole with other people when, we, when we're out in public and with other people and, and, and working through that. And it's, I think there's a, a pride cycle that we all sort of go through as at least for, I did anyways, related to having a child with special needs. Cause, um, and, and I, I feel like for me, it was like, 
I want to look like we've got it all figured out. You know what I mean? This family that's just got it all figured out. And, and so this throws a huge wrench into the situation. And, um, and then, and then the thought of like, how will this affect my career? You know, being mm. doing photography and, and providing for my family and what kind of, you know, uh, added expenses is this going to, to create for our family? And, and we like to travel a lot. And does this mean we're not going to be able to travel anymore? And so mm. that that side of me was just like diving into so many, I would call it worldly things, you know, yeah. like material things and, and, and prideful things as far as related to how other people perceive our family. And um, so that's that's where I went with it. And unfortunately, and, you know, and so I always say like, Will has taught me you know, Will is, is nine years old and he's taught me so much in, in the nine years of his life uh, that I never could have figured out on my own because of um, him just coming into my life and helping me realize what's most important, help me to slow down, help me to um, recognize, um, you know, how much I was focusing on how other people perceive me versus who i who i am inside right um and so as i was able to like see will with my family uh my kids specifically like i told them you know what i remember bringing them to the hospital after he was born and i'm like here's you know before we go in i want you to let you know that like will has down syndrome and and he's gonna be different from um your other brothers and sisters and they're like oh no what does that mean does he have all his arms and his legs and i was like yeah he's got all his body parts and everything and they're like what what does it mean they're you know they're asking me what does it mean then if he has down syndrome i'm like well it means like he'll kind of be similar to a child throughout the most of his life he'll he'll kind of be more like a child throughout his whole life and they were like looking at me so confused and they're like that's great awesome let's do this and they're, they're like so excited about it and then um, the other thing that was super helpful for me was to kind of move past this, these dark, selfish feelings that I was having. Um, it, my wife, she, you know, she was talking to me. Um, I, she's like on the phone in the hospital telling people like, you know, yeah, he, the born, he was born this way and this time, hey, this is his hair color. Oh, and he has Down syndrome and he's got this and, and just rattling Down syndrome off like it's this is like his hair color. Mm -hmm. And I'm so confused. And I'm like, how are you just, uh, you know, after she gets off the phone, I'm like, how are you just rattling that off? Like it's his hair color. Like, and, and, and why are you not crying about this? And she's, she was, she was great at, um, politely putting me in my place and saying, like, why are you crying? Like, well, this is our well, why, well, why were you crying though? Let's talk about that because crying, I never, I, I cried when I spoke to my mom and dad the day that Jeremy was born in the evening. I gave him a call back in New Zealand and I said, um, it was the first phone call. I said like, yeah, um, we, we've, we've had the baby um, and he's got Down syndrome. And I remember crying on the phone. I remember that. And that was one of the last time I, times I ever cried about it. Really? Because I just never doubt. I just never allowed yeah. myself to 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 cry. I I think that's an, a good thing. Well, for me, it was a good thing. Um, it helped. That was part of my moving, um, or growing phase, I guess, with it. Um, 
and I'm more of an emotional person, I guess. Um, I'm more in tune with that. But like for me, as I, I, because I've cried hard about this and it was a grieving process for me and I, because I had already had all these sort of expectations for Will, my son. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, even before he's born, I'm like, he's going to do this. 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 And then he'll go to college and he'll do all these things, you know, and I'm going to help him get through all these things. And I'm going to be there right by his side, providing whatever support I can um, to make him achieve these goals that I wanted for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, it was like a grieving process for the expectations that I had for him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty normal. And at least it is for me to have sort of some, some expectations or some thoughts for the future for your children when they're born. And this, and when I heard he had Down syndrome, it just completely flew through everything upside down. And so I was like, just, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know what futures uh, will be like for him. Mm-hmm. So that for me was, was, was the grieving process to move past that. And I, you know, I've spoken to a lot of dads um, and moms specifically who have done that, who have, have grieved and my wife actually grieved a li- had a little bit of, of tears um and i think that's normal it's just you, because this is something completely you just don't know what's what it's going to be like right even mm. if you've met someone with down syndrome before um and you you get a diagnosis of having a child with down syndrome you're just there's a little bit of 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 you know just that grieving process for like thinking okay this is what I thought was going to happen and I'm going to move past that. And now I'm going to focus right here. I'm going to put this all aside. I'm going to grieve. I'm going to let that go. And now I'm just completely focused and go moving forward and let's do this. Kind and of you, you, you did that pretty quickly because I mean, we spoke on the phone and you said that that kind of process of being able to pull yourself out of the shit, feeling sorry for yourself to be like, I've now really got to be the dad that I want to be to yeah. Will and to everyone else around us. Like that, you that kind of took a couple of months, I think, when we first spoke on the phone. Yeah, yeah. It, I was I was grateful for, like I said, my kids, my wife. And one thing I didn't mention was the com- my community around. Mm. Um, you know, I talked about it takes a village, um, and it definitely was something that was super helpful for me as, as Will – as we started to get out and, and show our, our will to our community and friends and family, it was interesting how many people came to me and they were like, I, I grew up, you know, in high school and there was a, a, a I had a classmate who had down syndrome and he's like, and people were telling me like they impacted my life in so many positive ways. Um, they're like, you're super blessed for this opportunity. I know it sounds hard for someone to tell you that right now, but this is, this is going to be a good thing. And, um, you know, just a lot of these people coming out of like when my kids, I have six kids. And so like what, usually when my kids are born, we get some people that come to the house, some family that'll travel to see us. It was like our whole community came to see Will and all of my family members came to see Will. And I'm like, what is up with this? Like people just want to be around him and they want to meet him and know him. And there, and so many of these stories that I never knew from people are saying like, yeah, I met this person with Down syndrome and they impacted my life in this way. Or, you know, I had a friend or I had a sibling, uh, one of my friends had a sibling that had Down syndrome and they're just sharing all these stories. And I was 
just thinking to myself, wow, this is incredible. Will is going to teach my kids things that I never would have been able to teach them as a parent. And so he's going to teach them so much about, you know, seeing people uh, for who they are and, and, and people that are different, accepting more of people that are different. And so this is a super positive thing if I can spin that light on. And that's the thing is just looking for the good. It's hard though, isn't it? That is, I, I feel that like it can be difficult for guys to do this because yeah. not, guys are not great at communicating. We're not very good at like Definitely. talking shit out and yeah. like calling up a mate or getting a mate and, you know, having a, having a conversation about what's going on. Um, yeah. Did you have anyone? Did you have like a mate or a, a buddy that you were like, you, you, you were able to like, I suppose confide would be the right word, but just to be able to, you know, be real about it and, and know that like what you were going through was you were struggling with what you were going through and someone would just be able to, you know, could just listen to you. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, Steve, it was there, my, the support of my wife, but also I, I'd be honest, I, I didn't really have a, a friend specifically or someone close other than my wife that really helped me kind of walk through this. Um, it was, I, I'm, you know, f my faith was, mm -hmm. was, uh, my religious background was also another aspect of, of the, the gr moving through the grieving process quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, that was r super helpful for me, but I will say, um, that our pediatrician um, was very keen and very aware of the emotions that I was going through and put me in touch with some parents who had children with Down syndrome. And one, I, I remember one specific, I think this is, and every time I talk to a dad uh, who is in that phase, you know, I'll have, typically it's the mom that'll reach out, reach out to me and like, mm -hmm. yeah, we just got this diagnosis. My husband isn't doing well with it. Can you help him? Can you talk to him? Um, but we were, our pediatrician put us in touch with a family who had an older child with Down syndrome. And I was able to speak to the mom and the dad and they were, they were talking about the things that, you know, that they were going through and kind of the spirit experiences and the support that's there and, that was super helpful for me. So I, I tell dads um, that you've got to find, you do, you need, you need some kind of support group. You need to find someone or some family that have been through this and, and just listen to them. Just don't, you don't have to necessarily share, but just ask them what it's like and just start there. I think that's a good, that's a good starting point, isn't it? Um, that is still even just that I think is sometimes tricky for dads because that involves a lot of that to to actually get to that point of listening to a dad li listening to even this conversation that we're having now is that's a struggle because it's real what we're talking about is is like how hard and how tricky it is to go from the process of like where we thought we were going to be to where we where where we are now and where we're going like 
that's a that's a journey of acceptance and it's a total journey and it and like i'm 15 years in you're nine years in um and it it looks different for everyone but it's a continuous adjustment would you say it's a continuous like adjustment on kind of acceptance of kind of yeah of, of, of what Absolutely. what what kind of like what you what you feel is you know for you as 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 alan like you know like what you think is okay and how you can move through things that are not okay absolutely yeah it's i mean will is i mean as you know like the different milestones the milestones are so different from your other kids and and then as you as your child you know starts to grow up you start to understand more of their functioning level right if they're higher functioning or what that may be um and that's an acceptance right there knowing mm -hmm. that like okay my son will possibly he will struggle in this aspect of his life or he may excel or you know and there's just all these things that just kind of come up as as you move on um I would say the one thing that that's been helpful for me with that though and and with like a lot of children a lot of my children anyways is you know is is to just to not worry about that you can't you can't compare like you cannot compare your child with down syndrome and you shouldn't really compare any of your kids to other ch other families mm -hmm. and other children right and just just let go of your expectations to a certain degree. I mean, you want some expectations for your children, but your mm -hmm. children also have their agency and they're going to make choices and they're going to develop who they, who they need to be and want to be. Um, and so I think as a, as a, for me, as a dad, you know, just moving past that, um, that desire to want to, you know, like, I feel like you should go down this path or whatnot. Um, is super important, especially having it with a child with Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a challenge, isn't it? Because the the mindset, like, um, I, I, I didn't, I, I don't think I kind of had like um, the ideas of kind of what I like, what I wanted Jamie to be. I don't think I had that actually. Really? which which was interesting i don't think i i don't know i just didn't even have the time to even have that sit with me i don't think i even it just didn't um but i can understand and how a lot of dads do get that i can totally understand that um and i think it's like for me um after he got all his medical things out the way all those medical like heart operations he had his intestinal operations he had like all, all these very very traumatic experiences that i didn't realize were traumatic um and even just going to the hospital like when i go to the hospital now where he's had them i can now actually um i now sit with that and i can i mean and i actually um and be like, okay, I can, I actually know I had trauma in this place because he was this close to not making it. 
um, you know, and or and I just, but I, and it's still a process that I go through. I'm, like I say, fifteen years in, and I'm still working on those kind of you know the the uh, trauma of that and the grief of kind of where I'm going with with this whole journey. Um, I don't think it will. I don't think it will ever disappear myself myself i don't think it will ever disappear um the grief yeah i think the i think the grief will for me personally will never disappear i think it's really something that i will sit with and i will learn that if i know it's there i can and i can work with that grief of kind of where i where i sit and where i am um i can work with it i think so it's an interesting yeah i i and i i just kind of you know think to myself well i i really can't be the only person in the world that thinks like this you know um and that just makes me feel a whole lot better if i think like that if i if i single myself out and be like i must be the only one who thinks like that it doesn't help me at all so i I do think that is, you know, um, something that, that, that goes on. So what, what is that, if you don't mind me asking, what is that yeah. grief that you're, that you're, you feel like you're holding on to? I think it's, um, I think it's just a fact, it, it's simple, simply that's not where, it's not what we, what I, not we, I should say I, um, when, when we, when we started to have, when we we're going to have a family, um, that never was on the table. That was never like, it didn't even enter into my headspace of we might have a child who's going to be needing extra needs, special needs, have a disabilities, whatever. That was just not even there. Despite me growing up with, with my nan, who was in a wheelchair that, like, you know, um, as far as I can remember, recall, she was always in a wheelchair. Um, my cousin, who I interviewed uh, on the podcast, he has cerebral palsy. Despite all this, and and me going going to school with another guy in a wheelchair and, and having, you know, been, you know, I wouldn't say immersed in, in, um, uh, in disability or, or special needs, but I just think that, I, yeah, it's not, it's just simply the fact that this is where I am now is not where I thought I was going to be as a dad. It's really that simple. Um, yeah. So I, I, it sounds like you do have maybe some expectations that you, that you're holding on to a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm trying to think of what those expectations are. I love this how you're reversing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is really interesting to me. I think this is a great perspective because this, is, no, this is. is a lot of what other dads are growing. I'm not, and I'm, I, in no way am I saying I've totally figured this out, you know. Um, uh, but I will say, like someone asked me once, um, if you could change Will to be a typical kid and take mm. away his Down syndrome, would you? And I thought about that. It it didn't take me very long, but I said, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it because this is who Will is. And 
I I love who he is, how he is now. And I have just I've just real I can sit with that so mm. so much better now. And because I for, for a lot of different reasons, I love how he's unfiltered and his love is unfiltered and and he sees the world differently. And I think that's super important, especially now for for just in general for people to be more accepting and loving and you know will we go to the grocery store and we'll walk up to anybody and be like hey what's your name what's your dog's name you know and he just wants to know them <laughs> we, we just get to know people and and i love that about him and i would never i think the world would be um without without people with down syndrome would be uh a, a, wouldn't be as happy you know, I honestly believe that. I think they bring something to the world that the world needs so oh, much of. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you on that, Alan. I, 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 Jamie um, does things, has this ability that, like, the ability to impact other people, um, unlike what I could even try to do. Like, um, so that is definitely, I wouldn't say that, that that's not the part of it that, that I, that is, is kind of, I, I'd say it's maybe not, that's not the difficult thing at the, for me at the moment. I would say probably the, the, the difficult challenge for me personally is, um, that in the last probably four, five, uh, four to six years is that the physical, the physical uh, aggression that he has and and that's actually probably part of the uh autistic side that's come out and it's, as he's kind of gone through his goes through his teenage years yeah. holy shit man this is hard okay yeah and and and, that... and i I've, i haven't really spoken a lot about this on the podcast because um i think there's nothing harder for me to to deal with then then for him to like just you know hit me uh you know headbutt me that is rough for me and that is really hard because yeah. um the the one you love the most is you know is, is doing that to me and and i find that so hard um because it's try, like from, i i've grown up like my whole life i've never been someone who um you know, i've always shied away from any physical uh fight i've never like gone and oh, i want to punch that guy in the face i've never done that i've never even like and here we have my son who uh in a situation where he's you know overstimulated or um or something something has just switched him and he's just gone from one mode to the next and he's just you know headbutted scratched like um you know and yeah, it's hard. It's very hard, and I yeah, think and I, that that's kind of where the the acceptance of it I gotcha. feel for me kind of for sure. Um, yeah. is, and I yeah. 
I, I, I hope I didn't seem insensitive there because no, 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 no. I, I, I empathize 100%. I, so Will doesn't have a dual diagnosis. Um, and so, yes, 100%, you know, having Down syndrome and autism, the challenge level goes up a lot. Right. Um, and so I get what you're saying in the, in the aspect of that. Right. That's, that's something that, that's a world that I don't know, you know? Um, And so that's definitely where, what you're doing here with your podcast and what you're sharing and working through that challenge. That's, that's, that's very interesting. And I appreciate what you're doing in helping to bring that out and more to light for, for dads. I I do it because dads won't talk about it. Dads won't talk about this stuff. Yeah. Like what? Well, and and hey, like I mean, we don't exactly go rocking down to the pub and be like, "Well, I just got headbutted by my kid tonight," like because he just went ape <laughs> shit because like, well, for no reason. I don't know what it was. Like that that yeah. conversation doesn't happen, right? What does happen is they just end up talking about something else, not really kind of talking about it. And and it's it is difficult. Like everyone has. It, as dads, we all have challenges that we deal with. We all have struggles. We all have things that we, you know, um, find difficult in our day and our and 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 in this journey, which is a kind of an ongoing journey because I call it a journey. Um, have you have you ever felt alone in this journey? Have you ever felt like you know, um, yeah? Have you ever felt alone? And going, wow, just man, like this, just yeah. I um, I'm I'm that type of person. I I I don't know. I would say that I learned a lot from my mom growing up. I didn't have a very uh a very good relationship with my father, and so um, I learned a lot from my mom, who who was a a very good communicator, and um would share it was very good at sharing her emotions um and so i kind of learned that from my from my from my uh from my mom and so i would say people i'm i'm sort of sort of like a unicorn in the in the realm of of dads where i i able to express myself quite a bit and um to where i I, I feel like I don't want I, I don't want to seem like I have this all figured out, but I haven't ever felt sort of alone. Um, and I think it's because of, you know, the my family, my wife, and again, my faith, just that that faith aspect of it, um, my relationship with God and and bringing that into having a child with special needs and understanding from the, the standpoint of, of, of a relationship with God. I, I'm really interested in to kind of, because I'm not a man of faith. I'm, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm honest about this. My dad is, my dad is, I'm not. Um, my dad's name is Alan, by the way. So I'm, I'm actually interested to understand what that, like, did faith play a role for you with like the acceptance of this and kind of allowing you to sit with it and be like, 
okay, like this is what it is. Did, how, what did it look like? I'm I'm interested to, for for my own curiosity as well. How the role of faith within, um, for you. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, as far as, so I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so to, what would be typically called uh, Mormons here in Utah. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a faith that I've grown up with my whole life and just knowing that, um, you know, just some of the basics of like, when I pray, I'm praying to God and, and Jesus Christ and, um, and having a relationship with Christ to where I feel like, um, he complete, he, you know, completely knows what I need and I just need to, you know, reach out through prayer and, and ask for comfort and guidance through the challenges and, um, that I'm going through and, and have an understanding that he completely is aware of what I need. I just need to reach out and, 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 you know, understand that there are certain aspects of my life that I need to work through. And so, um, you know, as far as related to when Will was born, um, we had a big family prayer um, shortly after he was born. And I remember praying and just asking God uh, to bless our family, to have eyes to see and ears to hear. So to be open to, to why Will has special needs and how that can what we can do to to best um, understand why that was in our life, why that was happening. Um, and so for me, I just I just have a lot of faith in knowing that that God knows what I need and that He entrusts us with certain experiences to help stretch us and help to to help us grow so that we can become, um, a better version of ourselves. Right. Um, and so for me, it was just, you know, it's a matter of, of saying thy will be done. And, and I, 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 you know, I'm constantly, there's, there's times I'm on my knees saying like, I don't, I need help here. Can, can you, can you bless me with some, with some guidance and, and I will have eyes to see and ears to hear. I will, I will understand why this is happening and, and have faith to know that, that, that there, this is happening for a reason. Right. And knowing that everything happens for a reason. Mm, okay. If that makes sense, it's hard to put in. Words. I, it's interesting to listen to because like, like I said, I, 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 I don't, the cons for me, the concept of someone looking over me, um, I, or over us, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I not struggle with that concept. I just don't know where to kind of connect with that myself. Um, but in saying this, in saying this, 
I, I I was thinking this the other day because um, I was there were there were times there was a at least one time when I remember when Jeremy was really um, unwell and I think it was a he was uh, he was uh, oh, there were two multiple there were a couple of times that he was really unwell and I remember coming home and I just remember like just closing my eyes and just thinking. If if there is, you know, if there is someone out there, just like, you know, I really, you know, <laughs> kind of need that. He he needs he needs you know he needs their help. I do remember like, kind of thinking this, um, but I think in a very different way to how what what you how you would ask for it. I think it was. It was just me, like literally clawing at straws. I was just like, so it it, it looks different for anyone, everyone, I guess. Um, can I can I ask you, and and feel free to not answer this question and and everything. But I, I there are people who listen to this podcast um, who are and who are not um, uh, people of faith. Have um, when this all when it all happened, were there times that you questioned it? Were there times that you were like, mm, like you questioned your faith or were you like, no, this is rocks. Uh, like what, what did it look like? Oh yeah. I, 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 soon after Will was born and I would say that Will has helped me progress my faith, but um, mm. soon after Will was born, I was angry with God. You know, I'm like, you know, there I was upset and I was thinking, why would you do this? Like there, why would you do this one to, to, to my son? And, and, you know, I'm thinking in this realm of like, why would, why would you limit him like this? If you loved him, mm. you know, and, and, and why would you put this burden on my family? Right. Mm. <clears throat> and yeah, I was very upset um, with God in relation to that. And, um, and I remember praying about it and, you know, initially, like I tell, I, I said, we had that big family prayer, which was very heal healing for me. But initially after shortly after Will was born, just praying in my heart and being, and, and thinking, give me comfort, help me to know why I need to, to, why this is happening and why would you do this? You know, kind of, and I remember not getting an answer and, and that, made me a little more upset not getting anything that was helping me during that time uh initially at the start and i remember being sort of frustrated with that and then later I kind of going back and looking at it and praying about it and pondering it i do a lot of meditation and different things in my life as well and um as i was pondering what was happening why i wasn't getting an answer i got this distinct feeling that God wanted me to sit in that. He wanted me to sit and 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 be in that moment and what I was feeling and understand it because there was something I needed to move past. And that was my selfish, my prideful um, ways of thinking about life. Like I wanted, I honestly wanted to look, <laughs> this sounds terrible. I wanted to have this perception of like, I have things all figured out. I, I, I'm like maybe a little bit, step above everyone that's around me. Like I've this guy that this dad that is just like always winning, you know what I mean? And here 
here, here's my son who was, I thought was broken, you know, and different things. And so, and, and so God didn't answer my prayers right at that start of that. And it's because he wanted me to sit in that. He wanted me to sit and understand, like, like, look that at That would have been tough though, Alan. I think that would have been tough for you because, and sitting and waiting to, for That's such a moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. For, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm just, yeah, it, it must have yeah, been it difficult. It, and it wasn't, it was my, and I was like, oh, you're, you know, I'm like, you're not here. What, what, why are you not? And then the thing that snapped me out was my kids and my wife, you know, to really, and, and really my wife who was like, why are you, you know, when I, that whole thing of like, why are you crying? And why are you like dwelling so much on the negative here and, and really helping me to, to like, just kind of slap me and say like, wake up, you know, like life isn't always going to be easy. And the reason that we're here on this earth is so that we can learn and we can grow and we can constantly get out of our comfort zone so we can come a become a better version of ourselves. And, and, and that's when I ultimately was like, I get it, God, you're, you're telling me that I need to change who I am and will has has i've i've i don't know i i feel like will lovingly has decided to help me move past that so that i could become a better version of myself and we maybe i don't know exactly how that took place in heaven before we came to earth but um <laughs> but uh i like to believe that that will you know at one point was like well, dad, you, you know, you're kind of a prideful person, selfish person, but I'm going to help you when we're down here on earth and, and we'll help you get move past that. So you can become a better person. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, yeah. I like to look, I like to look at it from that aspect of, of a divine nature. Mm. Um, and Steve, I, I know that's, that's easier, possibly easier for me because Will does not have autism. And so I I just I I don't know I don't know how that is is in your world you know with Jamie I I, I suppose what gives me what gives me strength is doing what I'm doing right here and yeah. talking about it because I come back to just talking about it and hearing hearing the struggles right hearing the struggles uh like and it's not complaining about the struggles it's just being real about it and i yeah. and 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 that's that's important because uh dads will typically won't talk about it. they'll get they'll they will not all dads i'm just saying like um a lot of dads will not talk about it um won't want to hear about um other dads talking about it or even other mums talking about it um and they just lock themselves away and they become yeah. very it can be really dangerous um for them and 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 it can morph into like you know so many other things uh like addiction and and um i mean i i i i, I can look back i can look back and i and i was like um five years ago six years ago i was um 
addicted to finding rare whiskies. That was my thing. That was, and it was just like, that was my my hobby. That was, but I would just, you know, it was, it was all attributed, um, all connected with, just not dealing with the the grief and the trauma of of having Jamie, and then I threw myself into my job. Um, and then he started school and we had, we had, uh, issues with, with that. So all these things just piled on, which is what happens with dads because we, like it just piles on and sure. work, you know, a lot of the time work just take work takes over. Right. Um, yeah. and, and so that's what it did for me. And then I just hit the wall and then I was in the ambulance and I burnt myself out. Um, and so you felt did you feel like you were kind of hiding behind uh, instead of stepping into into you know being open more about your feelings about what was happening you were sort of hiding behind work and in your hobbies oh, absolutely yeah absolutely like i mean it was because it was way easier to stay at work than than go home and and help yeah my wife said to me that like not that she said to me like a couple of years back she said you know there were times she felt like a single a single mum because you know i was just never there especially when we opened our second school our second school like it just accelerated the you know so I've, like you know it was i was just running away from it i was just running away from you know really dealing with um the dealing with it and i didn't even know i didn't even know that i had it that's the scariest shit, man that is the scariest shit ever is that not even knowing that you that I was carrying uh, for those years for almost uh, like eleven years I was carrying this uh, all this along with me and I was being you know angry to my I was getting angry with my wife I was treating her like talking down to her at work and she was just getting like she was not responding to me like you know but then she would tell me be like what are you talking about and like you know well you don't talk to other people like that we only talk to me like that. Well, we heard the, the the stupid thing is, as we know, is we always hurt the ones we love the most, don't we? Right? Did and, you feel like that was a sense of 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 not wanting to be vulnerable? Because I've I've noticed that with a lot of dads is they see that as a sen as a sort of a weakness to be vulnerable and to step out and say like, I'm I'm afraid of this or I don't know how to do this. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally. Yeah. Um, I after after I hit the wall, hitting the wall was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and it allowed me to really start the process to look inside. I'm still looking inside to this day. Um, and it's a and it's a real journey. Um, and it's, 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 it's difficult because you, I, I've, I've learned that, you know, um, people don't like this phrase and, it, and, and, but there's nothing else that really kind of describes it, which is toxic masculinity, um, holds some men back on being like who they should be or need to be or want to be. You know, whatever you want to, however, however we want to phrase it. Um, 
and I like because when I, I I sometimes I feel myself. I don't know about you, Alan. Sometimes you like you feel like you have this automatic kind of reaction to something. You like something happens, and you have this automatic kind of reaction kick in as a as a man or a dad, whatever, you, whatever, right? And then it's like, no, hang on, like that's not the reaction that actually that's that's the like that's the negative side of my masculinity kind of coming in there. I just need yeah. to like not that's not how I need to react right now. I need to take a way different approach to it, and I need to take a calmer, more calculated, a more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a, um, empathetic response to it. And, it, and yeah, it's a, yeah. I think those are, you know, learned behaviors, right? Mm. So we have, we have all these, uh, from what I've noticed. And again, it goes back to, you know, when Will was born and I, I sat in that emotion for a little bit, um, uh, that negativity, and and we're innately born to become addicted to our learned emotions right and those learned emotions come from like seeing our parents or seeing people around us um our our i look at it as like our body trying to control our mind right um certain chemicals in our body of like oh if this person does this then i will immediately do this and that's just what i've learned to do and the chemical reaction in my body um, causes me to do that because it's a learned behavior. Um, and I think a lot of times is dad. And so, you know, you, you talking about sitting in that, like you having, you noticing yourself reacting a certain way. That's mm -hmm. super important for like oh. moving past, like becoming a better version of yourself. So like you, you were like, why was I, why did I react that way? What, what caused me to do that? And that's super, that's like a critical point. I feel like for myself, when, you know, as I learned to kind of move past the, my prideful self and become more vulnerable. Um, and for a lot of dads to be like, notice the way they're reacting and, and know that it's a learned behavior and that it's, it's, it doesn't have to be, it, everything is changeable. Like you can change, you can become a better version of yourself and be more empathetic to your wife for your to your family or uh you know and open up more, more it's just something that you need to constantly say like why did i react that way oh that was my body trying to control my mind like that's not who i am and i feel like it's possible to do that it's just a matter of taking the time to do that and mm -hmm. sitting in that and understanding you know our emotions and and being okay with our emotions and and using words you know and and not hiding behind because uh, I too was doing that, you know, Steve was, was like just pouring myself into work a lot of the times. And and I found myself doing that too. It was like, oh, I'd, it's so much easier for me to be at work because this is a, something that's black and white. It's like you do this and you do this and you get this reward. And if I go home, yeah, it's, yeah. it could potentially be uncomfortable. And it's like, you know, there's situations that I have to kind of learn and, um, you know, just getting out of our comfort zones all the time is is so critical. Absolutely, it is, and it, it's um, yeah. It's a it's it's very, like, yeah. It's it's a difficult one for a lot of men, and I and, it, you know, um, I. 
I think I used to find my I would get irritated with um, just general things like in my day. I would, and I actually and and because I live in Japan, um, like I have Japanese all around me, and so I would I used to find myself um, after I kind of hit the wall in twenty nine and twenty nineteen, is I started to once I dived deep into kind of my masculinity is that I would um, I could almost feel like this uh, in a situation where I didn't understand something is this kind of cloak of you know this like shield would kind of come over try to come over me to uh, like put up my defenses and I would, and as a result I get kind of like you know my my how I would respond to situations um, would be affected in a negative way, and and it's through self realization of it, you know. To yeah. and I think a, a big thing is that you know, um, and I've I've I just need to listen a hell of a lot more than what I used to. I need to just. You know, I used to hold myself to this pinnacle, whatever pinnacle that was, and I used to hold a lot of my teachers to that. Um, and now I don't because I don't, you know, um, I, I I kind of I used to expect so much of other people around me, you know, and I maybe that also flows onto my kids as well. I, but that does it's a lot less now is you know the expectation of where um what i would like them to to do um you know is it's it's different now i feel it's different than like four years ago yeah a book that i found really helpful too um was a book called uh breaking the habit of being yourself um dr joe dispenza i totally recommend that book um, it, it talks a lot about, uh, you know, those learned behaviors and how to move past those learned behaviors. And so like, you know, you talked about your body or, well, you being in a situation and like this cloak coming over you to want to stop you from, from changing that emotion. And that, that comes from learned behaviors and in with your body being sort of addicted to learned behaviors. Mm. Um, Anyways, I would I totally recommend checking out that book. Yeah, I've just made note of it there, and uh, that that'll go into the show notes for sure. Great. Um. Okay. So let's let's carry on here. This is this is we're doing well. Um. Well, you're doing well. <laughs> About me, but <laughs> no, this, I love this dialogue. This is awesome. Um. We we all worry about the future as dads. We it's natural for us to worry about the future with our kids. Um, what do you, for you, what, what is it? What, what's your, like, if you could be real with us, what is your, what's your, what's your worry concern? Um, you know, what's something that I feel like I spend, um, that I have to be sensitive to is, is feeling, a sense of like, I, 
regrets. Like that's something that I tend to have to work on as far as like not worrying about. And you know, that there's things that as a dad that I, I regret that I did with my kids. Uh, right. And, gotcha. Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. And you know, and then I worry about as far as with the future, how that will affect them long-term. Right. Uh, and so those are some, those are, that's something that I, that I think about, but I am working on not allowing myself to give too much energy to because, um, so I, I think, I feel like this is an answer to your question, but maybe it's, it's, it's no, I like uh, it. I, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I think to, to kind of even get to that kind of discussion about that, that's a difficult one. So I think it's actually, um, I like that because it, you know, you're worried, you're, what you're worried about is like what you have things that have happened in the past affecting the future. Future, yeah. And, it's and recommend. I think that's a real, that's a, that's actually really interesting because I, yeah, there there be dads out there who like who would resonate with that. And so, you know, I had an interesting conversation with my sixteen-year-old uh, son because, we, you know, we were talking about like a, a, a chapter in my life where I was more focused on accolades and and you know the the praise of things that I was doing with my work and social media and those sorts of things that were happening at the time when my son was at a critical part, a critical growing um, time in his life and where he kind of needed me. And, and I wasn't really there. I wasn't doing a good job of being present. Like I was there, but I wasn't present. Like, and I think that's um, something that I had to learn about what that meant. Um, in my life, as far as with my children, I can be there as a dad, but am I really present with them? Um, and so, you know, I had, I had a lot of regrets because I, I poured a lot of time into building something, you know, financially and uh, professionally. And, but I neglected my son and, and he, we have, we have open dialogue about that now. And, you know, he, he has talked about that with me and like, you know, and said, dad, I, I really, during this time, you were not my favorite person, you know, and, and the, those things that hurt me, but also make me sad because I wasn't there. And so um, that I just sit and dwell on that, like, I, or I tend to find myself worrying about that for the future with him. But recently I had a conversation with him and, um, you know, I was talking to him about it and you know, I've, I've told him so many times, like, I'm sorry that I wasn't there. And, you know, I hope you know that I love you and all these things. And um, he has gone on to say, like, you know, as much as that time hurt with you not being there, there are certain aspects of my life that I learned. There's things that I learned during that time. Um, and he was, for a 16-year-old kid, um, said the best thing. He's, he said, I want you to know, I don't want you to regret that. He's like, I totally forgive you for doing that or for uh, during that how did time. You feel? How did you, when you said that to you, Alan, how, oh, how man. did you feel? I started crying. I was, it was so emotional for me because he was so willing to forgive me. Um, and I was, it was a proud moment for me as a dad because he was able to see something that was negative in his life and pull out the positive from it. And he, he was able to tell me like, because that happened, 
I went down this kind of darker path, but I was able to move past that and become a better version of myself because I learned certain things. And he's like, and then you engage. He's like, dad, you engaged at just the right point. He's like, so yeah, you kind of let go of me and I needed you. But thankfully you came back and grabbed me before I fell off the edge. And that those times when that time when you weren't there, I saw and I was experienced things that I don't want to be a part of ever again. So that was good for me to learn and move past that. Um, and and then for you to come in right back at the, at the right time and help me. And so um, I think that's been really helpful for me to, but I still tend to find myself looking to the future. I'm like, will that affect him negatively? And I, I need to move past that. I need to be, but the past is the past and, and, and think positive about the future. And so um, that was a, a, a very healing um, thing for me uh, with my son. And that was just recently, uh, just recent that he shared that with me. Like I would say that was a couple months ago that he shared that with me. Um, and so that's, that's great. Thank Thank you for sharing that. I actually, as you were talking there, as I was like, I could feel I myself was getting, you know, caught up in that because like, and that's something that I never was able to do. I've my whole life I've never been able to kind of get caught up in those moments when someone's talking about like get con getting connected with how people felt or feel or experiences or those kind of things. As I never was, I felt like a, you know, I just put up this big wall you know and didn't allow it and and now you know i can the door is or the, the wall is you know come down but it's you know relearning how to like be real to me be real to the emotions that i feel that i didn't acknowledge yeah, you know? yeah. And, to be, and to open yourself to that Right, and it's and, it's it's a it's a very it's a very kind of scary feeling, isn't it? Because it's a, and that's the vulnerability of it. Vulnerability. Because it's like, again, it's kind of programmed in us all through like through society is that we're as as men as dads we're we're told not to or not told we're not told this well maybe some 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 are, but I wasn't. Um, See. You know just through how we were brought up my dad i never saw my dad cry i never saw my dad cry the first time i saw my dad cry i can remember was about five years ago yeah four actually four years ago that was it that was about the first time i ever saw my dad cry you know yeah i never saw my dad cry like it's but that's you know not, i don't i don't i don't blame my dad Sure. for me not crying like that's on me that's that's 100 percent on me and and now i am like you know i can i can let the emotion go the sadness the frustration the grief the the you know if i'm angry with something or the shock i can let it go i can let mm -hmm. it go and i and that is that's a healthy thing to let go it was i can't i just holding on to that is just not it's not good for me at all. Um, I think it's, sorry. I think, it, I think it's definitely something, uh, you know, perceived. Um, and I think it was, you know, 
the generation of that preceded us, you know, it was, there was, it was, I, I'm not quite sure, but again, like my dad never said, I love you to me until I was in my twenties, you know, and it was, it was shock to me when he told me, you know, it was after I was married and we started having kids and I think he was, he was becoming very retrospective and um, kind of sort of doing self-evaluation of what mattered most in his life. He was very focused on his career um, and, you know, very driven to provide and um, protect. And that's where he, I love my dad, but that's where he, his, his superpowers kind of ended. He didn't allow himself to get caught up in the nurturing side. And I think sometimes as, as dads, um, it's, I'm going to provide, I'm going to protect. And then that's where my, that's where I'm going to end. I'm going to leave the nurturing side of the, the sort of possibly the relationship with my children um, to a, to a higher level of like, because if I go any lower, then it may like lower my, um, I don't know, my stance as far as like the authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. and I don't ever want to show weakness to my kids. And, um, and I think that's okay to, to show that we, as men and as dads were imperfect and we don't have it all figured out. And, and, and to, to show that we have, that we're vulnerable and we have some weakness, you know, is okay. Right. Um, I, for another example, I want to share with you, I feel inspired to share is my son. Um, again, you know, a, a, a recent thing, this is uh, last year or, or maybe early this year. Um, there was during the pandemic time, we, we, my family went through some, from some financial struggles and I, you know, I was worried. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I remember talking to my kids and and asking them to pray and praying as a family and just telling them that like, I don't, we're, we're having some financial problems and things are hard right now. And I need you guys to pray um, and really be thoughtful and mindful of, of how we can best provide for the family. Um, And I was showing vulnerability. I was a little bit emotional about it with them and, and having, they were having conversations with me about it. And I was like, I'm not, you know, just letting them know that I wasn't worried, but I was, but I was, I did have some, um, I was, there was just an unknown related to that. And I remember my son coming to me and saying later, this is, you know, like I said, uh, started this year or last year saying, dad, you know, when that happened, he's like, that was so helpful for me to, to, for you to see that you weren't perfect like i thought you had it all figured out for so many years and then for you to come and say like i i'm scared about i'm a little bit worried um about our financial situation i need you guys's help i need you to to be prayerful and mindful about it um that was so good for me to see that that you don't have it all figured out and that you were vulnerable and um i think our kids need to see that in some way because then it helps them understand that it's okay if they don't have it all figured out and they, you know, yeah. can talk about things. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 I appreciate, thank you for sharing that, Alan, because I think it is, it is um, important to do. And we know how hard it is to do. 
as well because it can to kind of for some days to kind of show it yeah um you know and that all ties in with so many other things right um about just being being a dad and being who we who we who we are and I don't have all the answers and I don't have all the right words to describe it or even explain how it is. Like I, I can't even pretend to um, imagine and not imagine and pretend to kind of explain um, how it is, but it's, it is, it's like, I think it's like stripping yourself down and, and literally going, all right, this is me like i'm i'm as vulnerable as anything right now and it, and that's really scary that's a very scary thing to do um especially when you you know you're in your 40s it's it's a but you either you either take that plunge or you don't you know and i i think it's advantageous to the, the to the kids that we that need us, um, with us with the kids who have these extra needs, disabilities, is that you know getting stuck in there, wiping these kids' asses because they need to be wiped, you know, taking taking the sheets off the bed because the kids wet the bed like you know every single morning. I used to hate doing that for Jamie. They used to really really annoy me, and now. It, 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 I'm not going to lie, it still annoys me, it annoys me a hell of a lot less because I'm just like, this is what it is. And I just, you know, like, um, you know, but I used to get so, I used to get so pissed off with having to do this. I'd wake up in the morning and he's like, you know, just the whole bed was just soaking wet. And I used to get like, man, how hard is it? Like not to wet the bed, you know? And now I'm just like, all right, here we go again. Like, it's like, but it's it again. It's just like how I, it's my, you know, just being kind to myself and real to myself. Hey, um, and that's a good lead in because what was the last we talk about? I I talk about self care, right? What was the self care? Can you tell us something you did self care for you that filled your cup? Um, Can you share it? Um, self-care. Well, I mentioned meditation. That's something that I, uh, I'm really into and it's been super helpful for me to sort of, I uh, sort of reground myself continually. Um, how, how often do you do it? <coughs> excuse me. How often do I do that? I do meditation at least uh, four times a week. Wow, that's good. I do, it in the, I do it in the morning. I tend to do uh, meditation for about 20 minutes in the morning, generally early in the morning. Um, I tend to wake up between 5.30 and 6 wow. in the morning. Um, just because, excuse me, uh, just because that's when I tend to be like most in like a meditative state, right? Because we're kind of coming out of, and I, I won't go into too much detail about meditation as far as like where you're, you know, sort of like 
the ranges of like alpha and beta and where your mind is to go into subconscious. But um, I tend to do it in the morning and it's it's been really helpful for me to like dive into my subconscious and again, just to self-evaluate every morning. That sounds good. Yeah. It sounds, I've I've never tried, I've never done it, but um, I, and I, yeah, I just never done it. And I, you've kind of encouraged me to actually investigate and actually look at to how, um, how I can have a go at this because I do feel that it's something that I could do and you know, I'm all these days my my door is wide open for trying new things because like before it was like, ah, I'm doing that, shut that door. There was my kind of my toxic masculinity masculinity kind of kicking in with like, nah, I'm gonna do that. Like I'm not gonna wear pink t shirts or anything like that. And like you know, boom, shut that down. Now, like, you know, yoga. I was like, you know, thinking about thinking about yoga the other day and I was like, Man, why the heck is that a bash actually? You know. Because I'm all about just been operating in a space where I want to be better and mentally better and and that's that's a, that's that's tricky for me sometimes um okay so all right we all we all have a rock in our world who was yours as your journey as dad my rock is definitely my wife um she yeah i can't say enough about my wife um definitely married up <laughs> um, <laughs> she she grew up in 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 an interesting situation where she had to grow up pretty quickly um she learned a lot and just very intelligent and but very empathetic she just taught me so much about empathy um and that was my wife combined with my mother as far as teaching me empathy and communication skills and um but those two combined has just helped me to become the better the best person or the person that i am today mm. me discover that i can continually improve myself awesome yeah that's a um our, our wives a lot of our wives are rocks um and uh yeah it's uh it is my wife definitely is a rock the and um my wife's put up with a lot of shit from me over the years um and uh you know i i you know i sometimes i feel very inadequate um but i have to remind myself that you know I I am enough and I you know I I I can do what I can do and when my when my when I don't have the capacity to do it I can't like she's <laughs> just the other day like oh, it was this morning actually she said um I she got the washing out the washing machine she got it out I didn't <laughs> she got, and um she brought it round and I started to kind of take off some of the clothes off of the clothesline. This is inside the house. We live in an apartment. So, I'd, and anyway, um, I kind of took off the some of those trousers and stuff, and I threw onto the sofa because that's what we do as men. We just throw on the sofa. <laughs> 
and then I was, I was but the whole up until that point like I was just like I just feel like I literally was I was just um and I've said this before I just felt like I was just walking my head around the house and I was just like and I so I just was like I just I didn't even say anything I just vanished off down into the into the lounge and say down, down, down to the bedroom and I just like um lay down and anyway uh, I was like okay we need to get the kids to school to get the kids to school so I got up and and Anyway, so she says to me in the car, she says, oh, um, yeah, you forgot to hang up the washing, she said. I said, no, no, I didn't forget to hang up the washing. I said, I just didn't do it. <laughs> I, just, I didn't have the capacity to do it. I took off like five loads, of five five things from the hanger and threw them on the sofa. She goes, yeah, goes, yeah I saw that. I said, and then I just couldn't do any more. I just had to go lie down. <laughs> just, like, so it wasn't I forgot. I know it's still there. Don't worry. I know it's still there. Like, we lost without our wives. Oh. You know, but then I, I today I, you know I, I did what I can do, and I, I, I cook, and I, um, I was, um, just on a mission to cook dinner tonight. So I was just a healthy dinner. So I was just cooking all these veggies, and I was like, this is what I do. This is what this is something that I feel it brings value for me. Like the value into being a dad is one of the things that I can do pretty bloody well. Um, and the kids eat it like, you know, the veggies and all those kind of stuff. Like I, I bring that side. Sometimes I'm, you know, um, I do it pretty well. <laughs> what about you? What, 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 what else? Like, can, can you, like, what's, what's your, what's your gig? Like, what, what do you, what do you, like I, 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 what I love about me is that I can cook for the family. What do you love about you that can bring into your family? Well, um, Nikki, my wife, Nikki, she says that I'm the fun parent. Um, and so I, I would say that we're very much like I'm the right brain and she's the left brain of our relationship. So I'm the guy that is pretty spontaneous um is pretty like outgoing uh i tend to like want to you know do funny things creative things with my kids um <clears throat> when she's the more organized person and so i'm not very organized and so we really balance each other that way so i i bring sort of the fun side and she brings like the 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 foundational side of <laughs> of our relationship keeping keeping that keeping the machine running right so it's like when we think about um i kind of made the analogy of like a cruise ship like she's the captain kind of just like making sure the boat works properly and everybody's doing their job and i'm the guy that's providing the entertainment for <laughs> right. people on the cruise ship <laughs> Thanks, so. i like it i like it okay um music I I love music. Uh, Jamie loves music. He absolutely goes bananas for music. Um, he sings along to it, and uh, he's a wonderful singing voice. <laughs> but, um, if you like, if if you could think of theme music for your life, your journey as a special needs dad, what would the theme music be? Can you? 
Can you think of a theme song mm. that uh, that you would? Uh... Um, a specific song? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> what, is your, what is your theme song? Uh, my my one is um, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll by ACDC. That's oh, I like one. that. Yeah. Um. Man, that is a good question, Steve. I I would have to ponder that. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I'll I'll, to, I'll give you that answer potentially later, and you could put it in the show okay. notes. This is Alan Lawrence. My theme song, after discussing with my wife, after we joked that "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses might be appropriate, we decided on "Don't Let the Good Times Pass You By" by Mama Cass. What uh? four words that describe your journey as a special needs dad so far four words that describe my special needs journey um i would say um empathy love um joy and compassion yeah awesome wonderful what if you um yeah okay what advice would you give to any dads out there who are maybe sitting in the car their wife's put this on and the wife's gone hey listen to this like um and that's how it works right right? yeah (laughs) um and you're sitting there let's imagine you're a dad who's you know hasn't maybe has or hasn't kind of accepted things the way they are right now in in their world what advice would you be what what advice would you give to these to that dad or those dads in general i you know i would tell uh, the advice that i'd give to any dad is to go tell your kids that you love them like this that's so critical for for your children to know um that you love them. And I feel like, you know, that's something myself growing up that I wanted to know so badly from my dad um, is to know where I stood with him. Um, And so ultimately it's just telling your children that you love them. Um, And then I would also say being present. So there's, There's being being around your children, and then there's being present with your children. And your kids know when you are there, and like you could physically be there, but they know when you are mentally there. Um, they they're very smart, and they're apt to that. And so, really check yourself and 
know that that time you know we have a, a short time with our children as far as like the the initial learning phase with them being present with them like in their in their their learning stages so be present turn off work and and just know that work's going to be there tomorrow it's always going to be there so so turn off disconnect put your phone away and be present with your kids and ask them what they're and ask them a question about what they're into and then just let them speak and just let them just pour themselves out to you definitely is something that i think is that i've learned over the years is really helpful to just listen to your kids tell them you love them mm -hmm. give them a hug and just listen to them yeah i like that i it's interesting isn't it because i think um when we say love like love you like some some dads will just go love love you they'll miss out they'll miss out the i right? yeah because it means it like it doesn't mean it's from it makes it it makes it less it makes it easier for us to say love you like i said to you man alan love you right yeah <laughs> love, you, love alan. you bro yeah <laughs> but if i say alan i love you like, yeah it's so different right yeah. because it's it's got the i in there yeah and it and i cool. and it's like that is one thing that i think i uh with my with my kids with my wife is that i've had to re kind of i now i'm i'm i've kind of reprogrammed myself to do this but i would go be like Love you, love you, Josh. Oh, good. Love you, Jamie. Like, I'm like now, I'm like right there. I'm like, I love you. Yeah, sincere. And Make it's it like, and when I when it like, and I feel, and it's I don't know, man. Sometimes I when I say it, I feel that feeling of vulnerability. It's crazy. It's yeah. my kids. Yeah, but it's like, you know. But that just reminds me of how real it is, you know, when I say it. Um, and it's, you know, yeah. And I, even to my parents now, hey, when I when I'm on on the FaceTime to them, like, I love you. To my sister, I love you. Like, you know, it's it's easy it's to so say powerful. love you, you know. It's that, yeah. that one word, adding that extra word in there. It's yeah. so, it's it makes a massive difference for me. Huge. So. Alan, it has been a pleasure, and and, and uh, you know we've we've had a, a lovely conversation. Um, I'm going to say mm -hmm. even a beautiful conversation because it's we've gone deep on some things, and you know, and I appreciate you being really open about experiences that you've had and how you've felt and how you've you've moved through them, and and it's uh, it's it's wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing. It's been great has been great thank you steve i've enjoyed it this great. dialogue is so critical and i'm thankful for what you're doing for dads out there this is very important and so thank you for for what you're doing and keep it up there you have it another dad talking about life as dad to their child which has special needs extra needs disabilities how good was that? Well, there are more dads out there 
like that and we need to hear them and they need to feel like they are not alone in this this is why i do this podcast so if you know a dad please share it with that dad or with the mum as long as it gets into the hands of them that's where it needs to be all right thanks again for listening i also am looking for dads to be on the podcast like this one so if you are a dad or if you know someone yeah maybe they might want to share their journey as well so please get in touch by either the facebook pages on instagram or on email the email address is life with jamie and more at gmail.com thanks for listening take care be good to yourself look after yourself be kind and we'll hear from you soon